Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Sensei Podcast. I'm your host, Will, and this week I'm joined by three guests. Uh, first, we have a returning guest, Yan. Hello, everywhere. Yan from Denmark. And we have two new guests this week. Um, first is uh, Simon. <laughs> I was <laughs> Simon. Hi. <laughs> and... Last but not least, we have Shallon. Hi, everyone. Did I say that right? You said it perfectly All right, right. thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we are back for season two, finally. Yay! After all this the time. The real season two. <laughs> the yes. real season two. <laughs> and I was thinking about it on the way home today, like, those four or five months since Christmas actually kind of flew by, but waiting, I, I mean, but since, since like forever, though, since season one dropped. Two years. Two years. Two years is too long. <laughs> Let's hope. Two years is a long time to wait. Let's but it was worth it. Hope. Yes. It doesn't take that long. Like next time, because I, I mean, probably take as long. Like I don't know. Figure, well, I mean, hopefully it won't take two months to get a renewal. Hopefully. That's the first part. Yeah. We want. We really want to hear about the renewal quickly. Yes. Um. It's not a lot of Sensei news, but I know a couple of weeks ago, JMS, J. Michael Straczynski, co-creator, executive producer, he was advertising a GoFundMe for CV, uh, Central Valley High School, no, Chula Vista High School, sorry, I completely Look, messed that yeah. up. Yeah, that's, I think his that's... Old, his old, wow, yes. that's Chula Vista, that's Southern California. Yeah, that's, that's where... That's like about maybe 100 miles from me, wow. Yeah. They have a GoFundMe where they're raising money, and I know he accredits a lot of his success to this high school, his teachers believing in him, uh, encouraging him. And JMS has promised that if they reach their fundraising goal, he will release a paper that he wrote, a research paper that he wrote on the history of the Sensates uh, Homo Sensorium. So we'll get some. I, wow. I think you forgot one important news. What is that? Well, did you see the reviews? Unlike Ooh. last time, most of them are fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've, been, I've, I've printed some of them. JMS has been tweeting a lot of them. But um, I guess this um not too spoilery, so I will say this, that all the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. And There's so few negative ones. Yeah, and I'll just say that you can all say... If you agree or not, but I just love this season a lot more than season one. So, it, if you haven't seen the whole, I thing definitely, yet. <laughs> uh, I, I I agree. Um, season one was a good build up to get to know the characters, and this season is like this. No, we got this is not a cluster to be underestimated. They're gonna fight back. So yes, I think season there. two is only as good as it is because of how well season one set up everything. Right. So both are great in their own regards. So today we are here to discuss episode 202, Who Am I? The Christmas special was technically episode one. And I did notice on Netflix they're calling the Christmas special Happy Fucking New Year Happy now. Happy Fucking New yeah, Year. Yeah, they yes, were they calling changed it. it. Yeah, which, is, which, which I like because every episode title comes from something said in the episode. So keeping with that tradition. It's directed by Lana Wachowski, written by JMS and Lana Wachowski. Yeah. And oh, there were several things that you noticed that uh, you thought were from one or the other. Yeah, there are times where you're like, okay, that's probably definitely JMS. That's definitely um, yes. her, <laughs> her voice speaking. Yeah. So... I kind of want to jump in at this first scene. You don't always have to start at the first scene, but I just well, remember. I actually, I actually uh, think we should uh, start with with the uh, intro because they changed it. Oh, between uh, the Christmas special and no, no, uh, oh. between the uh, first and the second season. Okay, yeah, there's uh, new. Well, stuff. There are some new clips in there. Yeah, I, especially when I, I've been living in in the Netherlands, so I recognize the Dutch one <laughs> <laughs> very much. I probably should have looked this up. So they went to like, um, was it 16 cities this season? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. So twice as, I guess, about twice as many as last year. Nearly that, yes. 
So yeah, there's a lot of new scenes in there. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I don't like the way Netflix, if you're watching multiple episodes in a row, uh, it'll skip the opening. I, I hate it. I know. So I always rewind just to see it again. Yeah. It, it's such a beautiful thing. It they is. should give you an option on your Netflix that where it says skip intro. They should. I see that on mine. Like, oh. I don't well, want to skip the intro. So it's I maybe see because it. I watch it on my PS4. I yeah. don't know. I watch it on my Xbox, so that's probably why I don't see it. But I bet if I go to my settings on the web, I can fix that. I'll look for that. Me too. So I know there's a option to um, not autoplay, which I have that turned off. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a pause before they see yeah. you right into the next episode. Right. <laughs> you got to process what just happened. <laughs> Because a lot happens in the, even in this episode. Yes. Big, yeah. big, big, big jump. Big jump on this one. It's so a big jump. There's something going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and the pace is really uh, already very high. There's. Oh, so. Okay. It's just. just we, uh, we've all seen the season. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> I'll just. <laughs> um, Shallon, before you came on, we had some very colorful words about a character that's going to be introduced <laughs> later. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, we, so I was trying to figure out what's happening in this first scene. Um, it seems like Whispers is controlling this guy. Is, is he doing like a demonstration of how he can I, control? I'm sure that this is. I'm pretty sure this is a flashback where he's showing them what he can do with the, the mind control thing. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to see that Kroom is there because, like, uh, uh, at the end of the episode, uh, I'm going to jump to the end of the episode, sure. but at the end of the episode, when, when we see him, he's mad at him. So, so that's pretty much why I think uh, it's a flashback, too, because if he was really on Whisper's ass all along, he wouldn't be there at this demonstration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Angelica wants... Excuse me. Yeah, she. So Will is just kind of experiencing this flashback. Okay. Yes. So it's kind uh, of a brutal. The kind of whispers kiss. Oh. It's it's brutal and uh, it feels like Angelica is having second thoughts, doesn't it? Yeah. Just this is poor guy in the suit though. <laughs> like, what did he do? <laughs> he didn't do anything. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. That's why you don't. I agree with you on that. <laughs> that's why you don't no. work for an evil corporation. You never know, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes you don't know that it's an evil corporation. And of course, and that's what we learn as we watch further along. But I wanted to add how amazing um, they wrote Riley's character. Mm-hmm. The at the end of season one, at first she was vulnerable. And then now, in episode two, she had to step up for Will. She had oh. to be there for his character and support him and step up. And and it, it's sad. And she did it I mean, so well. I, and uh, she did. They wrote. They wrote her very well, and she yes. became stronger. So that was one of my favorite parts. Um, after that flashback, can we scene. skip to that part though, where Whispers thinks he's got the upper hand on them? Oh my god. I was oh, clapping so hard when <laughs> I was cla- I was like clap slapping my clapping my leg and clapping when I realized what was happening there. I was but, like, oh um, <laughs> I do have one question for all of you. How aware of where he is do you think Will is? Because I'm pretty sure he knows that he's not in Iceland anymore, but I don't think he knows where he is at this point where when the uh, who whispers is like uh, attacking him and telling him, oh, I know exactly where you are. I would hope he doesn't know. Um, but yeah. uh, even in the Christmas special, he was, you know, like if, you know, if, you know, I heard her speak and if he had been here, you know, he would have heard her too. I was hoping he doesn't know too much about where he is, but does he even know? I would say, I was thinking that it was all an act him being kind of, you know, get me out of here, get me out of here. But what if he didn't I, know? I, well, that, well, that's the thing. I'm not sure because I think it's like a mix in the middle where I don't, because he can be totally unaware that they literally moved from uh, well, very far. Iceland, <laughs> Even yeah. if he was uh, in a coma for a while, at some point he had to wake up to like not die and eat. Yeah. Yes. 
And Definitely. you see in this episode, I like how they're together a lot more, all eight of them. Like yes, when they're trying yes. to get Will to eat, they're kind of all there supporting Kala's him. Kala's there. I like the way Kala speaks. I was noticing her that a lot. Well, well, let's face it. She she feels a lot more uh, uh, confident in now. Yeah. So yeah, the more, more balanced than from the first season. A little bit more balanced in this one. Like she's um, she's grown a lot. Yes, I think all the characters have grown, especially in this episode. And just going back into that flashback scene, it just really sets up to not just just the sensates in, in origin, but Angelica's past and. Of course, as we um, go through the future episodes, we will know more. And that, to me, surprised me. I was like, whoa, what? Like, how does she know all this stuff? Yeah. So, <laughs> but already, I, I was blown away. Here, here you, you see Angelica has some guilt issues. You see it in the first scene already. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he tried to convince her that oh, we're doing this for the right reasons. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or otherwise. <laughs> hmm, we heard that before. <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, so there's that scene where uh, Will is watching uh, Whispers and his wife, Mrs. Whispers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's what the actress, how she refers to herself on, in her Twitter profile. Um, uh, <laughs> um, there was, there was one more thing with the, with the initial scene where Will ends up putting out the candle. This uh, yes, had and, to feel and, like something. Does it too in the background? And I have seen that before in other stuff, uh, that JMS has done. So, uh, mm-hmm. yes, that was a nice, a nice, very JMS moment for me. Oh, the, mm. Putting out of the candle. Yeah, I think that happened on Babylon Five. So that was the point. Maybe. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, so there is this um, part at the beginning, which I know a lot of people have been talking about. The interview scene with both uh, Leto oh, and yes. Caffius well, both I- being interviewed. And I have. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> No, I just have to say that is my, um, that is out of, I, I had to say what scene of season two was my favorite scene. And that scene was my favorite. It's- and, and the reason being not only because it's like the first real major interaction of the idols of Lido and Kafis really truly sh- sharing together, working together. But they're both being interviewed, and they, they both feel interrogated. Yeah. And um, this this cont- and, and the way it was written, I mean, the the job was well done because you are who you are, and then there are people out there. And the way the writers wrote the scene on just how le- how vulnerable Leto and Coffee's were at the time. Copious wrote a bus, but then now all of a sudden he's like, okay, this is all the great things that you've done. And he's like, wait a minute here. You know, I'm just trying to take care of my mother and my family and my friends. And then you have Leto, who, um, which is Fernando gets to go to the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> he was nervous. This is pre yeah. that scene, um, which is powerful because um, I'm glad he didn't check it out. So, yay. That's yeah, what he always wanted. <laughs> Yeah, thanks to Danny. Right. And that worked out good. And um I just I just love the way it was written because it's a learning lesson. And then all the other sensei's join, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Oh, it's like do you, do you really want to know me? <laughs> Get to know and, me. And it, it touches on real life issues because I've been bullied throughout high school. And when I saw that scene, I was like, if this was out when I was in high school, I'd have been like, "You're my hero," because <laughs> I would have I would have known how to tell them off, you know. Yeah, so. some people complain that this show is a little too preachy. I'm like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly I what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and these two characters, Leto and Caffius, are probably the ones whose stories seem the most 
kind of separated from the rest of the group. So it was kind of nice to see them together and the group, the whole cluster interacting with them. Mm-hmm. A thing that I really liked about this scene, it was when they're all saying like, who am I, what I've done, what I dream, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. There are like some highlights of like some characters that like uh, in, in cases which, uh, in which uh, the sentence applies to them a little more, like uh, when the, uh, Wolfgang is like uh, what I've done and then you see the flash of him killing his uncle and yes. Riley what I've lost when then you see her losing her husband and her, mm-hmm. her, her kid yeah it, it was all, lost everything about this scene is just fantastic there's nothing not great about this scene yeah the music was great as well yes um yeah so Sakia was interviewing Caffius and we see her later in the episode Mariana interviews Lido. No, why they're so hostile. Well, one thing I noticed, yeah, they showed um, the movie poster and Lido seems uh, to be like, you know, in the very small in the background. Really um, pushed in yeah. the background. Yeah. Um, they were in there watching the movie and Lido delivers his line. Uh, Everybody starts laughing and a few people get up and leave. Uh, that's so ridiculous like the movie itself right. anyway is not believable either way so uh, even even if you think even if you're stupid enough to think that a gay actor couldn't pull off a straight kiss the simple idea that this movie is good enough that this would ruin it is kind of ridiculous <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> but yeah that hurt a lot yeah. when people started laughing uh. um, that, that scene right there just teaches you a lot about the prejudice of this world and yes. And I've I've had my share of it. It it it, 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 it hit heart to me, hit home, and it, it relates. It's not just me, but just to everyone. And that's the beauty of sensei. You know what I mean? It's not just like we have these powers. And I'm just so glad, um, um, Lana and, and the writers they all got together because I know a writer's room could be very hectic and chaotic just to get a one scene down. Um, I've actually known writers that have worked for shows before and that scene was just, again, beautifully done and it brought the point across of if you really want to get to know me, get to know me, but don't just upfront come and judge me. At least mm-hmm. Akia, um, in Kenya, her character, um, she, she kind of got that, um, yeah. a it bit at the end of that scene. It took her a moment, but she got it. It did, yes. Yes, she was nearly crying at the end. I really, you said, um, I really wish I could be in a room with Lena Wachowski for a Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I know. That was a dream come true. <laughs> I think I know what to expect from JMS, but I have no idea what to expect from her. I wish, wish I could oh. meet her. Incredible hair. And yeah, awesome yes. hair. <laughs> um, my pink wig was partially inspired by her but it's, it's a different <laughs> style but still <laughs> um so yeah that we don't after um after that we uh, uh, can um, i just add something about zakia's interview with kafias yes hmm? well when they start speaking uh she 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 says the line uh, if uh, well then if it's about courage it's about white courage and then he answers what does courage have to do with the color of a man's skin and it switches mm-hmm. to sun when she says of a man's skin and I'm pretty sure yes. that it applies to in particular, and she even puts a bit of emphasis on men, because if you imply that courage is relative from the color of your skin, it will also imply that courage is relative from your sex. Yeah. Yes. So I- I'm pretty sure that like she's per- she's particularly particularly offended by by this question, which is why that, I think that, she pops up in this moment. I didn't that notice. That's part, a good catch. <laughs> um, that part I loved so much, with sun coming in as well. Um, yes, because she can relate. They all relate to that yep. scene of, of 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 who am I? I mean, of course, in season one, we know that son. Um, she's a talented businesswoman, of course, and then she sacrifices her life for her brothers, only to be betrayed in season one, as we know. Mm-hmm. And then when she comes in that scene, she's just very calm. But it brings it, that brought to me a, a, a mellow color to the scene that brought seriousness, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because um, it was a, it's it's a learning lesson. Uh, we're gonna go through different interviews, different trials in our lives where 
um, we have to um, learn to deal. And so it was a good lesson for Lido and Coffee. And I love the hug at the end. Yeah. They're like, yes. Oh my oh, gosh. Yes. That's how I was getting. I'm sorry. I can get long winded. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I love the hug at the end, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I get it. So I had to rewind and watch that scene again. I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it again and again anyway. So what have you seen so far? Um, what do you think about the new Caffius? I forgot to look up the pronunciation of his name. Like I said, I would. Yes, oh. Toby. He's different. <laughs> um, but He's I like different, him. but I like him a lot. Yeah, I like good. him. Yeah, no, he's a very good actor, very talented. Um, I think what well, Amel Amin, um, I guess there might have been some discrepancies, but that happens in business. Yeah. At the end of the day. But he really brought out copyists. Like to me, me, I was like, whoa, I didn't feel a difference. And normally with um any major television show, if you lose a main character and it's happened before. It it can go downhill, um, but um, Atlanta, like we said, she's a, she's a genius, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, JMS and, and all the kids of the show. He played Coffeeus. He didn't focus on how can I measure up to this previous actor. He no. actually um, just played the role of Coffeeus very well, and I barely noticed it. I don't know about you, but. I mean, I know obviously I know it's a facial difference, <laughs> but I didn't notice a difference in him portraying Copius, and that uh, I think is one, important. I think the one difference is that he feels slightly less childish. But yes, after the events of season one and everything that he has gone through in the past few months, you, you could explain it that way anyway. So it's oh, fine; yeah. it doesn't bother me at Oh yes. So what? Did Kala do this episode? Her family. Uh, <laughs> oh, family be... visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't... couldn't help laughing, laughing a little when when she was uh, showing off, and it was not just the living room. No, it was the living room floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be <laughs> rich. <laughs> And the pool outside, and yeah. oh, beautiful! I wish I had a place like that. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> I stay there any day. I never and, like, I... and her family's face faces were—they were just priceless, incredible. And about her father-in-law. Oh mm. my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I, I'm not quite sure what exactly. The offer that I know that it's a political one, but I'm not exactly sure what is the offer that that he he received, except yeah. that he accepted. Yeah, some kind, kind of, of political an... appointment I gathered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, oh he, he was going. Oh, uh, no, he, was, he was. He was. What, what what was it? They said an electoral asset. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just call that. We'll just call him an electoral asset. That's <laughs> official title. Um, yeah. Which Raja didn't seem to be happy with um, him taking that position without talking about it first. Uh, Peter did his mom. Like, she, she says, it is as your father says it is, but she gives him a face of like, shut up, I know it's wrong, but I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for all of them. Oh, oh the, 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 the almost choking of Kala's uh, father. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun uh, scene, which I think uh, we needed in, 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 in all this seriousness. <laughs> yeah, he, um, Kola's father was trying to break the tension, but oh yeah, that yeah, scene love- builds up to other things. Um, of course, as the season goes along, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just it just represents you have two families and they are connected together and they're human like everybody else and they have problems and oh yes. <laughs> And it just reminded me of like, um, if I'm at my family at Thanksgiving dinner, um, there's like sometimes that's like the biggest thing in my family. It's over 200 people. <laughs> and so, cause I have a big family and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, what do I do? Cause I'm, I've been sort of for a long time, the black sheep of the family. So I kind of <laughs> oh, relate yes. a little bit like that. Um, how Carla's face was used like, what do I do? Yeah. I felt that way before. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good writing. Excellent. I love how you can relate. Sorry, I I love how you can relate to so much on this show. Like, just yeah, yeah. kind of relate to everybody a little bit. 
Um, if you can't find something to to relate on on this show, I think you just have no soul. <laughs> you're, you're dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in this case, you relate with the dead guy from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, Wolfie and Felix are still, you know, post post Christmas special fight. And they meet a guy called Sebastian um, Fuchs, okay. I think. The King of the North. Fuchs. Fuchs. <laughs> the King of the North, <laughs> as Felix calls him. I guess Felix is a Game of Thrones fan, I'm guessing. Or one of the writers is. Um Oh well. <laughs> um But yeah, so Sebastian gives Felix his club. He's like, Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And that that threw Felix a shock, uh, uh, like uh, like a shock, because I believe it was in a Christmas special. Like I'm a sidekick, you know. What I mean, it's yeah. just it was like that, and then like, well, wait a minute, what am I gonna do with this club? Yeah. <laughs> how am I gonna how am I gonna run this thing? Like I don't know how to run a club. I run a key shop, and it, it, it's it's kind of like. Um, I believe Wolfgang so was like, you can do this, like, kind of set him up for that because there's other things obviously on Wolfgang's mind, and um, Felix is 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 still trying to get um back into the rhythm of things. So that was a very powerful scene with Sebastian, yeah. and and he comes off as a very powerful, powerful man, of course, and someone that gets what he wants and. Yeah. And at the sense, I just like Wolfgang just kind of sits down. And is like, okay, I've done this before. I've done this run many, many times. I don't know about you, but I caught a little glimpse of that scene that Wolfgang was getting really tired of the same old thing. I don't know if yeah. you guys picked that up in that scene. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. I the third time I watched the Christmas special was just a couple of weeks ago, or a little over a week ago. I picked up something I didn't notice the first two times where Felix says. What do you say? There's no way I could get shot again. That's that'd be terrible <laughs> that pacing. Be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible plotting. Yeah. I like never I missed that somehow the <laughs> first two times. <laughs> yeah. Very meta, but uh yes. Uh it would it it would be what Felix would say. <laughs> yeah, I was like I, like so I think Felix may be safe for now, but uh, <laughs> for now. <laughs> um I did like when Wolfie showed up, the scene where they're trying to get Will to eat, and he's the last one there. So, you know, don't give up on him because he wouldn't give up on any of us. Oh, yeah, that's. That broke my heart. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) That was so beautiful. It was. And and, and again, it touches on going back to the scene with the club, how Felix is the club, and Felix is like, yeah, we're cool, we're on top of getting no threats or nothing. And then shows like Wolfgang's like, I'm kind of tired of the same old thing, but yet Wolfgang hasn't told Felix of what he can actually, actually do. I'm not talking about the criminal side, of course, the sensate side. And then he goes there, just like you said, with Will's like, don't give up on him. He never gave up on us. He wouldn't give up on us. And that uh, was extremely you- powerful. Wolfgang, that brought out, that's the first, that was like the first emotion that he had for all of them at once that like he actually cared. Like, he never gave up. And it's true. Um, Will, of course, played by Brian Jacob Smith, was um, there even when Wolfgang was doing his criminal activities, but he was there to help him regardless. Will's yes. kind of been like that big brother, that big father. That's that cop role. I have to protect everybody. And he was even there before he actually believed what was going on with Nomi. <laughs> Right. Yeah. In the first yeah. season. Yes. He was even there long before that with Sarah Patrol. Yeah. Because of Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I, it goes I back to that. So that was that was powerful Wolfgang's emotion. And again the writers did a really good job. I was like, wow, genuine real emotion that he actually I he felt has. like he actually felt more grounded um and with all the sensates and not just collab. Like he's kind of getting more grounded with everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was powerful um, in, in, in that scene. So I just want to add on to that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, the lone wolf actually. Yeah, part of the group. <clears throat> Excuse me. More, so, more integrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
Now, Nomi and Neat, <laughs> the power couple. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're doing their research on um, Sensei Tomo Sensorium. And they talk to one lady, and she directs them to someone in Chicago, which was... Um, Professor Kalovi. Which was yes. good, because uh, Will heard uh, Whispers mention Chicago. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they went to speak to a professor who, I guess, first didn't remember Whispers, but then, well, maybe he was lying, maybe he wasn't. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what name were they using for him? Colovi or something like that. Why, Pro- Professor Colovi? Or Matheson. Yeah, something like that. Oh, the professor was Colovi, but Whispers was Matheson. Matheson, yeah. yeah. Well, we. That was most mostly what we heard yeah. through season one, anyway. So. so this, I'm just getting. I'm watching this scene, and I'm just so nervous. I'm, this guy is gonna. As soon as they leave, he's gonna call whispers or something yes. like that. Like they're gonna get caught, but hopefully they won't. Would it be bad plotting for Nomi to get caught again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing about this scene that made me laugh is the name that Amanita gives is Miss Keen, and. <laughs> Yes. Uh, the, the name uh, of the person, uh, the, the fake name that, that they use for Nancy Drew novels is Carolyn Keene. Okay. Oh. <laughs> maybe that's, that's an extra one. Hmm. Extra level, yeah. Maybe I'm that's thinking about it another scene later in the season or maybe another show, but it seems like there was another fake name given where I was like, oh, I know it. That's, a, that's an inside joke. <laughs> that's a joke. But maybe we'll get to it. <laughs> um. And then later, Nomi and Neats go see Mrs. Patrell. Yeah. That was powerful. Powerful yeah. scene. Uh, Will, powerful Brian scene. Jacob Smith was so good in the scene, but they yes. all were, but yeah. And, well, yeah, so apparently other sensates have come to visit Miss Patrell. So somehow they knew. They knew of Sarah Patrell somehow, or yeah. I don't know if they personally saw her or not. But well, we some of them did. Well, Whispers Will did. did. Whispers took her in. Remember yeah, in Whispers the, the did. first episode of season one, Will was a small child at the yeah. time, of course, and Sarah was a small child time. And, <laughs> and it kind of ties into the beginning of the first scene um, yes. where Daryl Hannah, of course, um, she, she she's just there. She's on the stairway, and in um you you just ha- you just have her. It, it's it's kind of like Angelica, uh, thought that this was a good thing working for BPO. Like at first in the beginning, I'm like oh this might be good, and we can help a lot of people. And I love that scene where she comes and visits. Um, so his mom Mr. describes Trey. what she's seen, her hair, not just her, uh, but so many other visitors have, have come, other visitors have come. Yeah, Jonas. And it also built the scene to further out the rest of the season. I was like, wait a minute, I think I'm starting to get this. Yeah. And oh, that, so, and I, I just, I just, it was, again, beautifully written on that. The mother, um, I love the flashback when we was a small child and the father was there, but then oh. it makes me question when Nomi and Eats go and see her in Chicago again and um um and, and dear, before they even knock on the door, um Memory oh, Gospel have- was being played by Toby. It's a background music and everything. I love that song by the way. Uh. And so and it's like the father, her husband wasn't there, so I kind of, kind of makes me wonder what happened to her husband. Did I believe her? Did he? It leaves all these thoughts because he didn't believe in all this stuff. No, and so, then he couldn't, he couldn't take it. Yeah, being reminded yep. of his daughter. Yeah, if it? yeah, if somebody said, yeah, I'm, I can see your daughter. She's right here. I totally see your dead daughter. <laughs> She's right there. Yeah. Well, um, he didn't believe any any of that. The the other thing was with this scene was that, that um, oh where was she had she got visited by so many sensates that gives me an indication that there are more sensates out there than we think. Yeah, I wonder how Jonas maybe he knew about her from Angelica. I don't know. Angelica, but 
Yeah, I was so nervous. See, I guess I'm just completely, I was so nervous. I was okay, is Miss Patrell going to like turn them in or is somebody watching Miss Patrell's house to see if anybody visits her and they're going to find out? And yeah, so <laughs> I was like, don't get caught, don't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first expression. Like, why would they go there? <laughs> that was my that was my first expression. But I was like, wait okay. a minute. So, Whispers was too busy, possibly in my mind. At first I thought they made a cop, and then I thought Whispers he saw Will. I got you, Will. I'm gonna find you. And I think his focus was just always on Will. Mm-hmm. That they were able to talk to her. And if if you think about it, like Sarah Petrell died years ago, and I don't really think he really uh, check what happens with her mom every uh, ever. Yeah. Because why? Uh, she, no. He killed her when she was a child, and Will was also a child, so it's at least like twenty years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my favorite, well, one of my favorite parts was uh, when <laughs> I guess it's not funny, but Will was like. Uh, he murdered your daughter, and Nomi's like, "You're not helping." Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. uh, so, uh, uh, and there, there, there's one more thing that I think is kind of important about this scene is that Will, well, kid Will, mentions that Sarah is not a ghost or a spirit; she's a memory. No. Yeah, which means yes. that that's probably also what Angelica is. Yeah, only yes. only a memory. In, not some something else supernatural that they can see. So I'm assuming that he was able to connect to Sarah Petrell as a kid, even though he wasn't born yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she born probably wasn't Re- either. Reborn a sensei. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the eye contacting. The eye. She had the, she had the gift of a sensei, but she wasn't. She wasn't birthed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's powerful, right there. So yes. that's actually that also builds. Think of it. Um, um, I'm not gonna do a spoiler, but I'm gonna skip to a future. I wonder how they're gonna do a season three on that because that's interesting. Because the way they wrote that, wait, there's potential sensates who have not been birthed yet. How's this cluster potentially, and how would the writers write them potentially to protect them? That's just a, a thought, food for thought. Just mm-hmm. curious. Yes, lots of. Um, uh, let's touch on Sun. So she's painting with her prison. <laughs> yeah. So is she painting <laughs> with the person who she fought in season one? Was that one of the people she was painting with or not? I, I want to go so. back. Okay. Yes, the um the uh, the, the heavier set woman with the cheeks. She fought her in season one. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. And I guess prison life changes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's been a year, you know, so yeah. Yeah. She gained her respect, I guess, by beating like her kicking up. Their ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, son um, visits with Wolfie in the zoo, and that was kind of a gave us a little background on Wolfie. Yes, you do. There's kind of an interesting parallel in this scene, and between this the the quote-unquote date between Z- uh, Zakia and, and Cathias because during the flashback Wolfgang Mom says what's an optimist something most people grow out of and that's exactly what Zakia says when they, they start speaking uh, yes at, at the date I, I just thought it was the connection. and by the way it's true most people grow out of optimism <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I did it a long time ago no, I'm kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's and it's a very nice connection between the two. And yeah. while they're uh, talking, Will shows up, and this is it. Oh my god! This is oh. it. this is the end of the episode. <laughs> so they intrude on a meeting with Whispers, um, Milton Gibbons, I guess is Gibbons. We yeah, found the, out. the guy Whispers is talking to calls him Gibbons. Yes, but is that really his real name, or is that another fake one? I don't know. Oh, we never know. Yeah. Yes, we'll never How know. How many aliases? <laughs> so this was such a great scene. I just love this scene. They're just like he's panicking, and Terrence Mann was did a great job of just going. Yes. For he's usually so confident, but in this scene, he's like panicking. Yeah. Well, I, f- I find that in general, in this episode, you can see a few, well, particularly in this scene, but in general, you can see a few cracks in him. 
like when they're having their little showdown in in the in the interrogation room and yes he says uh, you're a fucking amateur which is something that I'm pretty sure he never said before yeah, I was surprised to hear him say the f word <laughs> yes, <man. laughs> um, yeah he was mm, he w- didn't even catch that they could turn the table on him yeah I have a question for all three of you mm-hmm. okay when Will well, I have a theory, but I just want to hear what, what you think before I talk about it. But when Will uh, go and visit him after he gets the adrenaline, we see Nomi and Riley there, but they can't be there. So why do we do we see them with Will visiting Whispers? We yeah, that's uh... now. Here's a question: Is that? A, a, a further development of the sensate abilities? They're visiting with Will. Yeah. So they could. I mean, there were, I would say, you know, there were a few times, even in the Christmas special, there was one time, but even this season, there were a few times where, like, I'm going to have to go back and think about how that's even possible. <laughs> because I don't know if so they did something that I'm not sure it follows the rules that, as I know them. But it seems but- like if they're visiting Will, okay. So you can visit someone, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. what I thought was just that it was a like a visual re- representation, just to tell us what the information that he's pulling from them. Because like they don't actually see a- a- anything; they just finish will stop. Like he says, "I know these buildings," and then you you see Riley step up and she says, "London," and uh, yeah. like I don't know. Uh, uh, that that's basically the only way I can explain it because otherwise it doesn't really make sense. But that was the only explanation I came no, up. You're right, but they knew it in the beginning when uh, he's like, "You're an effing amateur and they're professionals." And don't forget, they turned the tables on okay. them too, which got me way twisted. Yes. When Riley goes to the just, bookcase, removes yeah. books, and turn off the thing of seagulls. I'm like, where are they? They're not I in love Iceland. That. <laughs> I love and I was that. like, is it a church? Face. Is it a church? They're in I, Amsterdam. And she and I, her father's playing, playing the... Um, playing the oh, uh, I forgot. Baba arrived. Teenage man. Yeah. And he's like, hey, teenage man. <laughs> and she's yeah. so getting imported stuff from... Iceland, and that's exactly, and she says that's exactly what they're looking for. That's exactly what they're looking for. And, and it's like, that is a genius of, I believe, all the sensates, but as a cock, he's like, he already knows. They're yeah. going to look for obvious clues. We got to get them off of the obvious. Yeah. And so that was genius. So going to that scene. <laughs> When they find out who Whispers is talking to, when you see Riley at the window in London, he got nervous, no, and that's the yeah. first time we saw black pills. And we yeah. didn't know what these were. I was like, what are those? Well, didn't we see it's them taken. in the Christmas special and at the start of this episode? I must have missed that. Oh, yeah, because Whispers was taking them. In, yeah. in the Christmas special, it was talking with Jonas, and Jonas says that he's been taking blockers, and then... He's like, oh, we won't be able to see him anymore because he's going to take one. And he speaks to his daughters. He says something, and then he eats it. And then you start hearing the pee sound, and then the, yeah. the connection is... Oh, yes! That's what it's... And this episode, his wife... He got me on the tie-in. Yeah, his wife he reminded him. got me on the tie-in because I was like, wait a minute. Okay. But in season two, it was like they all spilled out like... Yeah. All uh, that, <laughs> I was surprised that... I surprised that what's his name Richard Wilson Croom didn't pick up on the fact that something might he just kept talking even though whispers were like um, I've been compromised I gotta go you know something yeah. bad's happening but maybe he didn't yes, think it, it was possible for somebody to get the <laughs> upper hand well, on maybe but it's, it's kind of weird that he doesn't even think about it because he knows what senseis are obviously yeah yeah obviously and of course Will says the line that was in the trailers you think you're hunting us we're coming for you. Right. <laughs> and if you have the willpower to finish this episode and not watch the next one with that line, I'm really proud of you. I did. I wa- see, I think I tweeted, I like watched the first episode at midnight and I, mm-hmm. my plan was to watch one episode, go to bed, get up and then watch the rest. So I like, 
at that line, I was so tempted to keep going, but I went to sleep and got in bed. And I couldn't sleep once I got into bed because you know that was fresh in my mind. Yeah. Well, that's what happened that, to me, and I had to watch the entire thing in one go because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I will. It, what, I know with my crazy work schedule, I do my best. It's like the Christmas special one. I um, I saw that one because um, 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 that one came out before the first one. I saw that one twice, and then I saw two through the rest of the ones. I'm working on my fourth time now, so I'm trying to catch everything at once. And every little intricate detail um, in in the season, which is really good. Uh, one, um, that's just one thing I love about it. I was just, um, if you don't mind, real quick, I'm gonna reflect back to the zoo scene, and I just remember in season one when Wolfgang and Son, it was a very small interaction when they had it. Um, Wolfgang's like, if you ever need some air, and then yeah. then Son goes to like the zoo the zoo like like <laughs> why are you taking me to, but i could choose being sarcastic but son always likes to try to be professional and keep her emotions together because she yeah. learned that through fighting but she loses them once in a while um and of oh course yes we, we'll learn we will definitely learn that later on but um <laughs> And it's interesting that shows that Wolfgang, you know, he just wanted to be a normal kid, which is, which to me, again, brings out a lot of his vulnerabilities, like Mm -hmm. this criminal life was just forced upon him and um, he had to make heads and tails of it. So I just thought I'd bring that out just to recap that. Uh, Going back a little bit to the scene where uh, Whispers is uh, with the horses and stuff. I noticed mm. one little thing. Riley heard the horses. Yes. Hmm. Uh, she, she mentioned it. And is that maybe an indication of uh, the sensate's abilities involving? Uh, mm. mm? I think that's highly possible, but it might also be because he's like half dreaming, so she might have like visited yes. in his dream because Possibly. he might be re reliving what's what's going on in his dream. But uh, yes, well, it could be the power growing. There's many possibilities. Yes, it is. But but she's also she, he's also visiting whispers. Yes, and 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 this brings me to what we talked about a few moments ago about the other sensates being there when he visits whispers. Oh, is that a, a continuing development? Maybe that's always been possible, and uh, this cluster just didn't know it yet. We only... Well, if it was possible, wouldn't that have happened in this scene in season one, where like uh, uh, Will and Riley are visiting each other, and Will is visiting with Jonas, and Riley is visiting with uh, what's her Ursa. name, yeah. the lady from yeah. Ursa, yes. the lady from Iceland. Yeah, yeah. I kept going back to that scene when I'm trying to figure out how. <laughs> well, trying to get straight in my mind how it works. Um, yeah, you know, when you're visiting someone outside of the cluster, um, mm-hmm. I think they cheat a little bit of their own rules when they feel like. <laughs> but I'm not sure. Plot convenience. That sounds like something JMS would do. Maybe <laughs> cheat a little bit. Um, yeah. Whenever Riley's dad plays Baba O'Reilly, I like it. <laughs> I've been listening to that oh, song I love a lot it. the past few weeks. Whenever he shows up, I'm happy. Yeah. So, l- let's face it. I I remember when the original song came out with the Who. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it was one of my favorites. At the time, I was introduced to it through Pearl Jam. They used to cover that song a lot. Um, yes. So, any other points that we skipped in this episode that you want to bring out? Uh, yeah. Bug. What about Bug? Oh, I just, I just Bug. saw. Her. I didn't know about Bug. Yeah, so he's on team. We, 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 we haven't talked about him at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Bug. He's he has this uh, innocent uh, curiosity. I remember in season one, I said he wasn't my favorite. I'm pretty sure I said that, but he's growing on me. Yeah. Uh, Christmas special in this episode. Yeah. And the way he smashes Hello, the heart. Angel. <laughs> Hello, Angel. Hello, Angel. Yes. <laughs> um, and, 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 and the other one is, these people are good. <laughs> and impressively, 
they might be even more paranoid than I am. <laughs> yeah. And Nomi, well, they tell him that she's talking to herself. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have to tell him sometimes. Yeah. He would think that she's just going crazy. Um, There's just two quotes from the interview with Lido that I'd like to point out. First of all, it's a. Uh, is this your lover? Sorry, I didn't recognize him with his clothes on. Oh my god, punch her in the face. <laughs> oh, I know, that oh, was yeah. so wrong. Oh, yeah. And the oh, other that. one is when uh, Lido tells her, you're not trying to understand anything because labels are the opposite of understanding. Oh, that was I, got right. that I wrote that down, that's yeah. A, that was brilliant. That sounds like JMS, by the way. I'm so... Yeah, lately I was so like, why do we need label? Why do we need to label everything? Why not just, yeah. you know... Well, I think you can put a label on yourself because you you choose who you are, but putting labels on others is kind of crazy, stupid, and pointless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, who is our favorite sensate this episode? Who? That's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a very tricky one. <laughs> So oh my gosh! To... They're I so intertwined now. One. You guys go first. Um, I'm gonna say Will, and not just because we have the same name. Because it was nice to see him go face to face with Whispers. Yeah. Yes, that, that's why he's my choice as well. He has he had incredible scenes with uh, against Whispers and a group and. The, the scene that we mentioned earlier when, when they go see Sarah Petrell is great and, and the moment at the end just got me so excited I, I I love them all but I can't choose anyone but Will in this episode okay yeah I agreed on Will I have to concur it was a tough choice it was between Will and um, Lido on this one and yeah. um, just because Lido didn't never want to stand out it was about his career it was about what he wanted to do. And, um, and of course, we love you, Toby Newcopius. I, I can't pronounce yes. his last name either. <laughs> um, yay! Well, then, Sensei, give him a round of applause. But um, I, I was conflicted with those two because I love that beginning scene. But mm-hmm. Will ended it well. That oh, yeah. ending scenes that like you think you're com- us were coming for you. I was like, <laughs> you are on drugs. What? I, like your drugs. <laughs> I know what like, I was. And he's strong. That's something that was yeah. powerful. So in this scene, yes, Will's character shined, and he, he didn't does. have to shine. He was like in the back. That's the beautiful thing. He was in the background, and he did. And he and all the other sensei's did the work, like um, the emergency scene when Will was tapping his, he was tapping his uh. hand, and and. And then all of a sudden, Ryan was like, "Claw, claw, claw! It's time!" Like she's like, "What? She not she the bad her husband? Her husband don't know nothing." I'm right back. I'm right back. I'm right back. And Rajan, Rajan, bear back. And and then she has to check his vitals and everything. Like oh, his arm. I, uh... I give it to Will. I give oh my it to God! Will I was too. looking at his arm. And I, uh, did you did did you guys watch Requiem for a Dream? Yes, yeah, <laughs> oh, that movie is so up. messed <laughs> up. <laughs> was how Javid Leto's characters end, and I was like, oh my god, are they gonna have to cut his arm? Well, <laughs> <laughs> when Will's like, I'm coming, we're coming for you. I was like, that man is so hot right now. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you. Um, so, do you have a favorite non-sensate? Anita, forever and always. <laughs> Um, either Amanita or Bug. Um, yes, yes. Uh, for me, I've... this this episode certainly. You mean a favorite or a non-favorite? Favorite sensei? person who isn't favorite a sensei. sensei. Yeah. Favorite, favorite normal person, person. Who's not a sensei is I got love Amanita. That's my girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with her. Uh, she's awesome. Um, that's just she's just like. She's like, I'll, I'll, I'll burn this. I'll never forget. I'm not trying to go too far back. I know we got to stick in no, um, I'll season burn two. This thing I'll down. never forget. I'll burn this say. place down before they touch that beautiful monument. No, I love that. That's someone that's dedicated. Like, yes. Amanita is dedicated, dedicated. That's like my favorite. Um, She's the highest MVP of them all. 
Hey, I was meaning, I was meaning to say, um, before season two started, JMS uh, did a series of tweets about how Babylon Five defied um, conventional tropes in a lot of cases. So I should have kept that in mind when I was watching this episode. So I should have known that you know Miss Petrell wasn't going to turn them in, the professor wasn't going to turn them in, because that's what you kind of expect to happen. So I should have known it wouldn't right. happen. Uh, yeah, I didn't but, even think for a second that Miss Petrella would turn. <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm, not, I'm afraid everybody's going to you know, <laughs> betray them somehow. That's what usually no, happens. Um, so what about emails and just some, some comments on so, Facebook where everybody's happy with the season, but... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, powerful, like I said, just the whole... Beyond the whole season, this episode... Just really, um, it, it, it really extended off of, of everything and it really brought all sense in. Yeah. And the pace of, of this, now that we have, we have finished the introduction, it just picks up pace uh, in yes. an amazing way. And, and it feels more episodic than most of season one did. Like even just this episode, there's sort of the, of the true line that happens between Will, uh, Nomi and R- Riley, that's like the centerpiece of the episode, which is something that did not really happen in season one, which I know that it's, it's a thing that a lot of critics hated about season one, that it, it felt like a turning hour long movie, which is fantastic, but it bothered them, so whatever. But I did like how it felt more like an episode of a TV show than a part of a, of a whole. Yeah. Uh, so Nuchas, Nutty Nuchas sent us an email with her thoughts for episodes two through five. I'm going to save those until we get to. <laughs> Uh, episode five, just so we're not spoiling anything. Uh, we do have an email from Thais. So he has a pronunciation guy, Thais. Um, he says, Hey guys, thanks for coming back with the Sensate podcast. My name is Thais and I'm from Sao Paulo, Brazil. I've been to you guys right from the Christmas special and it was very fun and interesting to hear some new opinions on this show that I love since it aired back in 2015. Also, you guys talk so much about Babylon 5 that I'm currently watching it all, so thanks for that. <laughs> Oops, did we spoil anything this episode? I don't <laughs> I think we did a little bit. Um, um, anyway, this first new episode was a very strong restart. Very engaging and very well executed technically. Here are a <clears throat> few things that I like to comment on. So yeah, as far as technic- um, technical... Uh, I think Lana Wachowski does like some really good... I think, yeah, the... Wachowskis are really great at directing. Oh, and and uh, the cinematography is so beautiful. Yeah, and the editing is perfect. Yeah, it's surprising yeah. how great the editing is in this film. How seamless everything is. Okay. Thais <laughs> goes on to say, "I found that our cluster shutters. Who am I?" Um, there in parentheses says two four six zero one exclamation point. I'm not sure. What? Eh? I'm not sure what that means. Um, maybe, maybe that was a copy paste error. Um, <laughs> a copy paste thing. Um, I find it funny that our cluster shutters, who am I while being hunted by Broadway's first Javert? Sorry, I'm a Le Misner and I think that coincidence is hilarious. I don't get it. I don't know anything about Le Mis. <laughs> oh, it's fine. People who understand that are going to laugh. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't. <laughs> Can this be the end of the Riley is useless debacle? I'm almost sure that the whole plan was hers and the execution was flawless and depended on her to work. And she's grown so much. Riley is amazing. Without her, they'd all be dead. Also, her dad is absolutely fantastic. And this alone should redeem her from any criticism. Yeah. Did we lose someone? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe she. Well, I was never aboard the let's hate Riley because she's useless. No, I love Riley. <laughs> yes, oh, I yeah, love me it. too. Me too. I might be reaching. This must be some copy, uh, copy paste stuff because this has like the trademark symbol on reaching. Anyway, um, <laughs> I might be <laughs> reaching, but I feel like the interview scene that names the episode was constructed as a meta response to the most common criticisms of the series. Zakia and her mm-hmm. questions are representing the side of the people who had problems with the way the show dealt with racial themes. 
white heroism, savior tropes, stereotypes, the overuse of violence in regards to the characters of color, which, curiously, I think were responded in this season. Caffey's son and Kala's storyline grew on their own and, in my opinion, distanced themselves from the much from the more problematic tropes they've had in season one and grew as characters. Meanwhile, the nasty Mexican reporter talks about indecency and the immorality of Lido's lifestyle, which parallels the criticisms that the show is preachy, indecent, fueled with unnecessary sex scenes or PC propaganda, which are greater as BS as they should be. Mm-hmm. The cluster answers those tough questions not only as characters, but as the spirit of the show itself and what it's supposed to mean. We're all the same. We're together. The fabricated differences between us are not that important in the grand scheme of things, which makes for a powerful scene and for me had those intertextual themes that most people wouldn't notice. Anyway, that's all I had to say about Who Am I? And thanks for doing this amazing podcast. Thank you. If you guys need someone extra to talk about, I'm here. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're happy to have you on the show. And I think it was pretty well um, published, publicized, or that they filmed in Brazil for this season. So if you <laughs> oh, yeah. if you saw any of that, let us know. <laughs> if you got to see them. <laughs> and uh, maybe Shaolin will come back. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, she she just threw out a message. Yeah, she got disconnected. <coughs> Filling time with music. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> that was just silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> um, did I type? I did type a message, didn't I? Yes, did I it? saw it. Oh, I typed it in the wrong window. That's why. Ah, there <laughs> she is. Oh, there she is. Oh, you're back. Welcome back. Greetings. Well, sorry about that. Uh, no problem. I'm back. We we're just reading emails. <laughs> okay. Nomi's my second favorite sensei because I was like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> she came through. Characteristically oh, funny. <laughs> there was, um, who was it? I think it was Tony. And then, oh, and it brought me to the scene where I was thinking of sma- Bug smashing his computer. I feel like smashing my phone. So, <laughs> yeah. favorite scene from Bud, by the way. I think it was Toby oh, whose so name. These shows are ex- oh. they're writers. They're good writers of the show. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna smash. I have maps. What's going on here? <laughs> let me check my updates, <laughs> and let me get this figured out. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm back. Oh, well, um, if I miss anything, continue. Uh, we were just reading emails, but, um, we finished. So if you, if you want to send feedback or if you want to join us here on our discussion for a future episode, just send an email to mail at sensatepodcast.com. Oh, uh, almost. I would just say the next episode is titled obligate mutualisms. So mm. that really rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, there is a, um, I'll talk about that next week since it's in next week's episode. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone for joining me, Yan, Simone, Shalon. Thank you. It's great having uh, you here talking about this one. Wonderful- if you want, I will thank you, Yan. Thank you to all of you. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> and, oh, if you guys don't know where I'm, from I'm from Oxnard, California, which is I'm 70 miles south of Los Angeles and, and 25 my um um 20 or oh, actually yeah um 70 I'm sorry I reversed it. <laughs> 70 miles north of Los Angeles and 25 miles south of Santa Barbara. Okay, right, cool. so I'm in that mix. Yeah, we're <laughs> all over. Um, if you want, um. As we end, I can play Memory Gospel from Toby. That was a scene when Nomi and they walked through. If you guys want to hear it at the end of the podcast, if not, you don't have to. It's okay. That's <laughs> right. Um, I was just say, does um, anybody have anything they want to plug? We can start with you, Shallon, if you do. <laughs> any podcast, any music, or. Uh, are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, no. 
Um, other than that, um, that was a great, that was uh, um, excellent um, on the show. I was just gonna play uh, what what they played in season two of um, the song um, from Moby um, Memory Gospel, just to kind of, of course, you know, um, we're not selling anything or that. I just thought I'd play it. If you want to hear some music. Uh, sure, just a second. I just wonder if anyone else... We don't have to do it. Uh, sure. I just want to ask if anyone has anything else that they're doing, like any podcast. You want to, I don't know if any, if you, if Simone, if you're a podcaster or anything. Well, I guess you can follow me on Twitter if you want. (laughs) (laughs) What's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Sapiro, like Super and Pyro, but fused together. Okay. And Yan is Babylon Lurker. Uh, on Twitter, and I'm Shallon Lt. So my name is spelled S H S is in Sarah H A L is in Lisa O N like Nancy L T. That's my Twitter. So follow me. And I'm Long Claw L O N G K L A W. Yeah, and yeah, that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next time with obligate mutualisms, and until then. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Goodbye, everybody. And I'd be seeing you.